bananas. Hello and welcome to Jessica Podcast, where you you know break down and review a movie of my choosing. You know, just try to have a bit of fun. And uh, you know, today we're celebrating and the bat's already moved. Uh, fifty episodes. Wow. I think we've made oh, it this far. Here. Yeah, we're all here. We're yeah. all here. James is here. Oh, good, I'm James. We got Connor as well. Oh, big boy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> We've got, got Craig Alex. here. Uh, hello, it's me, Committee Frog. Um, what the fuck is Craig like Kermit? Yeah, what, <laughs> what does Craig speak? Why is he saying his name's Kermit? Wouldn't it be Oscar yeah, the Grouch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Wouldn't it be the, the, the Bin guy? Hmm. I'm the trash man. <laughs> nah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, he's homeless. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm your host, Ranking Thomas Hughes. No shit, really. Who'd have thought that this entire time? Uh, 50, 50 episodes. <laughs> and no one, no one knows it's me yet. No. I thought you was uh, Hayden. I'm not going to lie. No, Hayden's the other one. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Thomas Hughes. No, that's Hayden. He's got a lazy, he's got a lazy eye, hasn't he? Shush. I remember he's a bit slow as well. Is that, oh, you know what it is? He drank before recording. That was it. I he's did drink much. I can, you realise, Alex, I can insert evidence right here. It's not much that I've drunk. I it's can not insert like evidence one. right here. It's not like that one time I drank an entire bottle of wine before recording. I mean, yeah, we but... have to bet two recordings because you were too drunk. <laughs> yeah, but Alex, Alex, you drank five bottles before this, though. Yeah, so, you were necking them down. Yeah, I could just like I, a mo- I, just do, I, do, I could just do a montage of them, even if it's the same clip. It's just a montage of you drinking the same bottle over and over again. It's the exact same movements, the exact same look. What I'll do, hmm, Tom? Very interesting. I'll, Tom, I'll edit the the um, bowl inside when you're just doing the uh, miming of it. It looks like he is. An <laughs> Keep inserting different looking bottles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a bit of vodka. Oh, a bit of uh, sambuca there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Alex is here as well. Geeky bear. I've got death inside of my eyes. Because uh, <laughs> today we're discussing Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Or, as we're later changed in a few cinemas to... Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Or, if you're IMDb, simple title of Birds of Prey. Or that one with Harley Quinn in it. It's got loads, it's got loads of titles. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the one that with all the women in. Yeah. And uh, that's fucking a bunker, no <laughs> And The movie tries to introduce us to the famous team of female heroes, or one mainly just trying to go more Harley. Which, you know, isn't a bad thing. Since, yeah, no. she's the main draw for most of people to this movie. Yeah. She's their way of introducing those other characters, basically. But badly, yeah. in my opinion. Because mm. yeah. they underdeveloped Birds of Prey completely. Um, no, it's basically a Harley Quinn movie yeah. with the extra price of life. Yeah. Uh, the movie is directed by Kathy Yan, who's only ever directed only ever directed sorry, one movie prior to this, and that's a movie called Dead Pigs. Oink, oink. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's uh, give some early thoughts mm-hmm. for this movie, and I think it is a very fun movie. It has obviously it has its moments with its comedy value because obviously it does do a Deadpool situation of breaking the fourth wall and stuff. Uh, so obviously they they rode on that whole. And it, that's weird because obviously 2016 Suicide Squad tried to ride on Deadpool's success. That's why they reshot a lot of it, and mm-hmm. then this does the same with the fourth wall. Ignore that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, as I say it is a fun movie. Uh, the, obviously, the, the acting is good. The action sequences are very unique because of the set pieces. Uh, Harley, as always, stand out, hilarious, great a- acted by Margot Robbie. Uh, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi there for you know being quite gay at times, even though he he doesn't. He's just subtly yeah, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. So you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah overall I do think it is a solid movie I just I'm slightly annoyed over the fact that they underdeveloped the Birds of Prey Literally, yeah. this could have just been a Harley Quinn movie and they were just thrown in and maybe not even built the Birds of Prey they just were there as extra characters but I do feel like it very underdeveloped yeah. that group which deserves 
its own recognition. Heck, Batgirl wasn't even in the movie, and Batgirl's a founding member of the Birds of Prey in the comics. Mm. Not anymore. Heck, fucking Renee's not even in the uh, comic adaption of Birds of Prey. She's literally just a, like a Jim Gordon style of cop. Yeah. yeah. She's literally just added into this movie as a Birds of Prey mm. member, even though she's not in the comics, which, fair enough, if they did about the, cap- the character good, which they didn't. Yeah, I think it's more of like they needed a character for the police, a character connected to the diamond, and a character connected to the um, to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And those three obviously made the most sense, I guess. So does that make Hardy Quinn part of the Birds of Prey then? No, because she fucked up before yeah. they joined yeah. officially. Because there were obviously this little group, but they w- it was obviously not till like, later on when she's narrating that they actually did form the Birds of Prey. Uh, okay. Which, to be fair, though, I like the fact, obviously, they went with the comic accurate type costume for Huntress at the end. But yeah. I gotta say, I prefer her first costume. True. Oh, and the hood, it looks. Yeah. It looks a lot cooler. I think it looks a bit. I think it's. Do you know when you look at some like comic book uh, like adaptions when they put costumes in other like an accurate sort of portrayal of it from the comics? It sometimes it just looks really weird and suit it. Mm. I see that with the Huntress costume at the end. It kind of does fits in weirdly. Especially when you yeah. look at the other two characters that are dressed basically normal and there's her in this fucking like visor that's like fucking goes across in it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's an okay costume, it just doesn't fit as well as her other costume did, which was nicer. Yeah. But that wasn't the Huntress then. That was the crossbow killer. She's, yeah, but if you listen to her, she was the Huntress because she swears constantly oh, of I am the Huntress. <laughs> oh, the fucking don't. But I like to think that she's that extra. She wanted like this extravagant costume and they were like, we're just going to put some jackets on. Well, she is yeah, kind of crazy if you think about it for the fact that yeah. she literally says it in front of the mirror over and over again that I'm a the huntress. Yeah. So, you know, it shows how crazy she is. They built up the character as quite an extra character who likes to like basically be a kind of Batman. What can you say? Childhood trauma. Yeah, exactly. She just have a dead parent for it, but I mean, to think about it, the parents gang. Woo! Obviously, I'll, something I'll bring up again later on when I'm talking about something else. But uh, obviously, her character out of all of them is obviously the only one that's really built up other than Harley and sort of Black Mask. Because if you think mm. about it, obviously Canary, they obviously just like, oh yeah, she's a singer. Yeah, I know she's a working with the cops. Yada yada. But it's never really developed, obviously, to how she was in that uh, situation. Yeah. Or whatnot, and obviously, obviously, Renee just like oh, I've been working this case for six months, but it's never explained what got her into the case in the first place, and it's never explained obviously what she's like, fully invested in this for. Obviously, she's doing it because she's a good cop, she's a good, a good person at the end of the day, but it's never really explained to why. But yeah, as a hundred, like a flashback kind of thing, couldn't they? There was like... some subtle moments of like trying to explain that. Yeah, but it never really yeah. explained it. Her because um, her, her original partner took credit for the hard work. I think the whole point is she keeps trying to like prove herself that she's the one that's capable of doing all this, doing all this stuff, but mm. she keeps getting undermined. So that, that was like a subtle way of doing it. Yeah, like, I think... for like, this is what she's doing it for. See, that's obviously something I'll bring up later. I'm gonna obviously give my question. There's obviously a whole explanation of something which I think would have been a nicer way of doing this build up to this movie. But I'll get to that later. But I mean, say Huntress is the only one that's actually explained anything because obviously. Eventually explains that obviously she, they say dead parents and shit, and it gives her a reason to want to be this vigilante. So it does explain mm. all that, and that, yeah. that 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 bit's fine for me. That bit's perfectly fine. It's just like some of the other characters for me deserved a bit more development. Mm. But as you say, essentially, for the fact that the the large part of this movie's title literally is about Harley, apart from this little two like three w- words here. Um, it makes sense, obviously, it being fully focused on Harley, which I feel like they definitely could have done it as a solo Harley film instead. Yeah, they could have yeah. just done a Harley Harley Quinn like her own film because it would have been it it wouldn't have mattered really like, exactly being in there or not. Exactly, the film was strong enough on its own. Or they could have gone with the original idea what they were going to do before they like scrapped it completely, which was Gotham City Sirens. Which is only three characters they need. Obviously, Harley, which you've already developed mostly already, and then Catwoman yeah. and uh, Poison Ivy. That's that cool, cool. yes. Because that was the original. After Suicide Squad, David Ayer was attached to directing that movie, so obviously he was going to carry on after Suicide Squad. But then, obviously, you know, kafuk fuck in the sense of you know, as, as someone I was watching recently said, uh, it was a seven hundred million dollar mess. It made fucking loads of money, but obviously just didn't strike it with critics. Whereas this movie. On the other hand, striked it with critics, but didn't reach its amount it needed. 
It only made 200 million at the box office, and apparently it needed to make 300 to break even. And obviously, those Shazam didn't make much either. That barely just made over 300. It still made like a profit of, I think, from what I was reading, 74 million or something like that, which is obviously why the sequel was made. Oh, sorry, being made. It's not what was made, it's yeah. currently in development. But I mean, that was announced instantly after, like, even actually, I think it might have been just before the first film came out. Whereas this, there's been no announcements whatsoever about anything. All we know is obviously Harley's going back to the Suicide Squad, which hopefully they'll explain how she goes back there because how this movie ends. It, she has a kid. Yeah, she's got the kid. retired. Yeah, so it's hopefully they explain how she goes from that back to that because obviously this does explain the fact that obviously reminding people, yeah, Joker broke her out at the end of Suicide Squad. That's why obviously she's here now. And the fact yeah. that they broke up and this is why she's doing what she does. So I'm hoping Suicide Squad does it. Even if it's just a subtle explanation like it did with this, like, mm. oh yeah, so, you know, she was doing her stuff, what, yada yada. She went on to like some sort of job and it turns out it was just a con and Waller basically captured her again, sort of situation. Yeah. Hopefully it does explain that because it'd be a bit weird if it's just like, yeah, she's here now. What was or that? What was that? Like, Birds of Prey? <laughs> or she got so drunk, she accidentally like tried to break into it and got caught again. <laughs> Let me back in. I want to come back in. <laughs> <laughs> or the or the kid like a, the kid portrayed her or something. Oh, like she did to her. Yeah, Ooh. she was after a sandwich. Yeah, or maybe they had the sandwich in there. Yeah. The sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that whole plot point of the sandwich, though, the it's just like what the fuck. It's the both the best romance in any film and the best death of any film. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Come on, Sam Jackson and the Rock in other guys. No, no, no they survived. They survived. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it happened off camera, and it, it was all the like. Uh, oh, did, did they say they cut and they death. got back up? <laughs> they they faked their own deaths, basically. Uh, yeah. What if? Hear me out here. What if the sandwich faked its own death? And that sandwich oh. at the end was the same sandwich. I know what happened. I know what happened. She, she just put the right, sandwich yeah. back together. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <what> <laughs> it's a fucking surgery. Clear. <laughs> What happened? Yeah, um, the Rock. Yeah, when he yeah. jumped off, he didn't like fall completely. What happened was the wizard hairy. in Shazam got him, and he got turned to Black Adam. Oh. Whereas uh, Sam Jackson fell through a portal through like, a different universe and ended up in the Marvel universe and became Nick Fury. It all yeah. makes sense now. It does all make sense. Only one of his eyes survived; the other one went. Ooh. Yeah, the, the cat was just like in the portal and, as well. Yeah, stretched it. This is all starting yeah. to make actual sense to me now. It's amazing that we're talking about other guys because that was the first podcast I was in. Exactly. Yeah, we're celebrating everything we've done. Yeah. If you yeah. noticed that I, I haven't actually like I'm 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 just give up my structure now. We're just this ranting on. That's the easiest yeah. way to do this from now on. Just rant, rant, rant. Even Perfect. though, even though I was saving like this new structure for you know the fifty first one, the next week's one, I feel like you know to celebrate fifty, we yeah we gotta go all out. Doesn't make difference. Yeah, yeah. You know we got James here, we have got Connor as you said. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's joined James. us for the first time ever. Yeah, it's me, Craig and James. It's Craig the, the Frog. Oh, Craig the Frog. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, other than like hardly coming out of this i feel like hugh mcgregor's performance as black mask is one of the strong things that's like stayed with me after this mm. movie though he's like literally straight up arsehole character the fact that he literally has his like, mate cut people's faces off for a living yeah and you know he just you know kills anyone he wants to get power and shit I he's mean, still this character well yeah um you didn't hear that on camera from me. Um, he's still that character, obviously, because Black Mask in love the comics and even the game universe is this big, massive deal. He's essentially like a sort of Falcone type character. This obviously gangster who's in charge of everything, sort of situation. Runs Gotham, mm. and I, obviously, when you start watching it, obviously, Hugh McGregor's like flamboyant side is completely different to that of Black Mask usually because he literally you know you're sort of more sinister eerie but I think it massively works thanks to Hugh McGregor <laughs> and yeah. it, it does upset me the fact obviously they offed him off at the end because there's so much they could do with Black Mask in other iterations did he die? he went 
you saw his legs and everything fly off him, didn't you? Oh, never mind. <laughs> didn't you he's see, like, his entire body yeah, explode? I just like, saw the explosion and yeah, didn't see anything. You saw his legs and his arms and everything fly away? But I'll be sure that was him. Or there could be a new ring, like, new incarnation of him, uh, of the Black Mask. No, someone to take over the mantle, like, the pissed yeah. off. Maybe. Or we just see um, his um, Jedi ghost appear and start, yeah. like, talking to Harley. Or they wreck on it with Flash. Because Flash is going to have a flashpoint, isn't it? Type of flashpoint, yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah. Cha- it's changing it from, obviously, what it is, but... Like, obviously, because the fact that, though this was critically, as I say, successful, it wasn't financially, which, okay, partially it is because of COVID, but it's also partially because there's another film that came out, like, a week after this that shocked everyone to being so good, which is Sonic. So obviously, he was competing at that level for, like, I think about a month before, obviously, all cinema started shutting down. So, obviously, yeah. there is that aspect of it. They, they, I think they put it out the wrong time, essentially, because there's, obviously, mm. competition and, uh, obviously... Covid, which is obviously, I think, obviously, though, as I said, though Shazam wasn't as successful as they probably envisioned it, they put it out at the perfect time because there was nothing out at the time. Uh, though obviously, Endgame was out at the end of the month. There was fuck all out at the start of the month of uh, April, which affected it. It gave it a perfect like time for like all that. All that was out. Well. Obviously, yeah, because the hype going into Endgame, people were like, oh, superheroes, let's watch this. But I mean, literally, the only fil- uh, films coming out. So we're out at that time as Hellboy, which obviously was a disaster. Uh, Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery, which wasn't bad, but obviously it's a remake, and so not a lot of people give a shit. Um, Apart from the hardcore fans, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a decent film. Um, I think there was another film out, but I can't remember off the top of my noggin. But yeah, obviously it, it wasn't anything major competition-wise. People are like, oh yeah, let's go and watch this. Whereas obviously, yeah. I say this. Uh, not just the fact, obviously, uh, Sonic was out, like, I think it literally was a week later. Uh, it was still, uh, the box office was still riding on Bad Boys for Life. Because that was still going strong, which I think it went fucking really high up in terms of money-wise, that film did. Yeah, it was in the cinemas for a good while as well. It, I've, <clears throat> I can't remember, it was close to a billion, if I remember correctly. That film went on for quite a bit, because it was, obviously, it's the idea of, no one's seen the bad boys since obviously the early 2000s. So it was that hype of let's go watch this film. Mm. And obviously that is probably another reason why this film did suffer. Cause it was literally wedged in between competition, essentially. That and um, how they marketed it. Yeah. Cause marketed. It, yeah. I remember the first trailer I showed kind of though the first, tra- it was interesting to watch the first trailer. It was quite unique. Mm. Obviously it wasn't marketed. Well, uh, I know it didn't make that much. I thought it was close to a billion. No, it didn't. Uh, it made four hundred and thirty-ish million. Nowhere near what I thought it made. It's it, how they like, said it was making. It sounded like it was making like that close to a billion dollars. Apparently, it didn't. Apparently, this was like four thirty, which still is good for a ninety million dollar movie. Whereas yeah. this is a, I think one hundred and fifty-ish, something like that. But as I say, it needs to you need three hundred to make a profit, and it didn't make a profit. Mm. Which is a shame. As I said, they, could, they, could, they could sort of retcon a lot of stuff with Flash, though. They could keep a lot of, they, they keep a lot of aspects of this movie, but then actually do it properly in the sense of solo Harley film, solo Birds of Prey movie. Don't yeah. intertwine them like this. What if, though, we've already seen the results of the Flashpoint films? Think about it. What if the Flashpoint ones changed the... Um, Theatrical release of uh, Justice League to Snyder's one. So you're saying we're living in the Flashpoint right now? Maybe. Well, technically, he's talking to Snyder. He stated this movie's in his universe. Yeah. This this, this rendition of Gotham is part of his universe, apparently. I mean, so what if, cause, like, what if the original, like, we've, I mean, what if this is, we've already seen it? <laughs> oh. Well, it did happen in a TV show, so, you know. It could have affected everything else. For fuck's sake, Aiden. What? <laughs> Nothing. Are you okay, Alex? Are you okay? Are you okay, Alex? Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, look it. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I still, I still think, other than Harley, Black Mask and Huntress, probably the, the obviously the 
more yeah. developed characters that come out of this. But I will say there's a petition online for Black Canary to get her own like HBO Max spin-off series, which mm. I, I would agree with because I would like to see this, this version develop a bit more because obviously it's a bit different to... Well, sorry, it's a lot different to the obviously the comic rendition because obviously the comic version yeah. of Canary is white. And it's also a lot different to the uh, the DC Flash, uh, like the DC Arrowverse, Arrowverse yeah. uh, Black Canary. Because there's a there's one rendition. Uh, the there was the obviously the canary, which was Laurel, which was the canary. Yeah, and then you got Sarah Lance, which is the white canary, and then you got Dinah Lance. Uh, Dinah, what's the last name? It's not Lance. Uh, Dinah Drake. I think it might be that. Yeah, she obviously is the black canary, and then you got Laurel Lance again, Black Siren. Did you got multiple versions? Which that's because obviously they had more time to develop that character. Obviously, you can oh, give yeah. like so many episodes just that character, so that obviously it develops that right, and that's why I feel like with that version, the TV version, for the fact that it, it felt right. it felt natural her transition from essentially a lawyer to a vigilante, yeah. whereas this version is just like one minute she's a singer, next minute she's a vigilante. There's no like real like full definition like development. No. It's just really quick and fast. Yeah, so it goes from like... more a singer to bodyguard to a vigilante. Really, exactly. But... So it's obviously it's not. Fully fleshed out, so I would like to see on flesh her character out a bit more. Yeah, because as... exactly all she saw was a kid on the stairs and just was like, "Shit, this kid's got a diamond in her, got a diamond. She's gonna die. That's a, that's I'm a, gonna a, kick ass." That's, that, okay. that's another character that obviously wasn't developed like proper. Was the kid for the fact that there's obviously this whole like it's clearly obviously she's obviously pickpocketing that because yeah, you know, home life is bad. But it's, something, mm. it's never like uh, explained fully why it's like this. All, all we know is that she's been like she's in a foster home. Mm. That's it. Exactly. And that she's been kidnapped by Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. that too. You did see her like at the the roller rink when Hardy was doing. Yeah, watching. Kind of... You know, stealing. Yeah, stealing that person's wallet. Was it from the back pocket? Yeah, I love that. She's so stealthy with everyone, and yet she can't fucking creep up on uh, Black Canary properly. She just like straight up just like walks up and goes, "Yeet!" <laughs> She's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't steal that!" She's like, but then she goes and fucking steals fucking uh, the, the the ring from uh, don't say the diamond from Black uh, from, diamond, Z- yeah. from Zaz so fucking easy. She's like, "Yeah, it's mine." But he wasn't the other. <laughs> even the, like, the, the I just love the fact that she's so stealthy with everyone except Black Canary. She just like she just clearly just like walks up. No, sort of like, sort of like, oh, that's really nice. Like, she with the old woman. She's like, those earrings are so good. Yeet, yeet. There's yeah. no, she just like, walks up and just like, but doesn't, because obviously, fucking Black Canary's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get out of here, kid. But I think Black Canary was also like, I know you. I've seen what, um, yeah. I know, you're, I know you're a thief. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I do yeah. like uh, Canary's rendition of the power in this. Because though obviously it's not referred to as a like canary cry like it is in like the comics mm. and shit, it's quite it was quite good. To be fair, it was a lot more like stronger than the TV rendition. Because the TV rendition is usually like the like, oh, yeah. a small like yeah point oh. and aim sort of situation. But with this one, it's just like literal sound like exactly. Yeah. And I think it's like it's showing that it's she's like not got full control of it. Yeah, that's why so she doesn't do it. Like it, it, it weakened her. Like she was very like. Oh, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's a big clear example of she not used that much. Well, she doesn't, does she? Really, she mm. like hits the high notes, but that's about exactly. Because if you think about it, uh, in the TV rendition as well, uh, Laurel has they the use thing. The collar. Yeah, she has mm. the collar, and even obviously Dinah uses the collar to sort of like help. Yeah, like, it's just isolate it. Yeah, she's obviously the full natural one. As she's I said, Dinah is a meta still, but it's just obviously yeah. she uses the collar to isolate it a bit better. But obviously, yeah, this rendition the, is more the natural. And the comic has a choker that's used to like help amplify it or at least mm. direct it. Yeah, or else it's like, like this, like massive, yeah. and it takes all the energy out of you. Mm. So we'll see how it happens. Right then, so you, you know why we're here, right? It's not the birds of prey. We're here to talk about Harley, okay? Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, it's Harley time. 2016 was the last time we saw Margot Robbie's Harley, who's in the Suicide Squad, and. We all, yeah, you know, we we all know she's the standout star of that movie. You had a yeah. few, you had a few good other characters, but she was the standout. She's the one that drew everyone in going, yeah. this, oh, this character, you know, not because of the acting at the time, but more the, <laughs> the body situation. But this time, you actually get to see her act a lot more. 
it's less focused on the you know the body aspect because it's not skimpy outfits anymore. It's actual like for example, uh, just look on the 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 case, the CD yeah, case. There's that, but I mean, I'm looking at the, the one when she's in a onesie, the Funko oh, Pop yeah. when she's in a onesie. Obviously, like it's less like developed on obviously the body. It's more developed this time on the acting. And Margot Robbie shines again. Oh and yeah, she's a, she's just badass, and I'm very much ha- looking forward to Suicide Squad's rendition. See, obviously, how it develops for a bit more because this obviously the first Suicide Squad was just there just to introduce them, not give you too much information. It's like, yeah, she was a doctor, yeah. yada yada. Joker got to her. She's now this. Uh, whereas this version actually, obviously, dead developer as Harley itself. Like cause the start, literally gives you that backstory of, oh yeah, my dad sold me for like a pack of uh, booze. I kept coming back, got put in an orphanage, yada yada. Then, obviously, do what Suicide Squad did, explaining the whole Joker situation. And so, then Suicide Squad happened, and now I'm here, and he kicked me out, and he doesn't want me anymore. And that body double definitely is uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's totally. totally Jared Leto. But I mean, it, obviously, this is where she does shine. And as we stated, obviously, with the rest being undeveloped, they were able to put so much development into her. And showcase why she is the only sort of rendition of Harley you can see, really. Because though uh, Kelly uh, uh, Kyoko, the one from yeah, uh, the TV series, uh-huh. though she is good as the animated Harley, when it comes to the physical look, even that rendition sort of goes for a type of Margot Robbie vibe in its look. Yeah, yeah. so definitely you can you literally can. It's kind of like the Iron Man situation of it's a character definitely difficult to Tony Stark. It's definitely Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah. Yeah, I get you saying Robert Downey Jr. It's you can it's such a character that's difficult to recast now. You literally can't recast really her without thinking, oh, Margot Robbie was Harley Quinn. She was really good as Mar- uh, Harley Quinn. No, Margot Robbie. She was Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of situation. It's like how like you cannot unsee Chris Evans as Captain America now, even no. though he was Human Torch beforehand. And he I don't know. Every, every time I see him, all I can see is the one with the pie in his crotch. <laughs> but I mean, like even when you see that, though, you think. That's Captain America with a pretty long time. That Eastern American ass, though, so... Yeah, that's the true all I think of when I see it. It's hard to not see... Hard not to see Chris, Ev- Chris uh, Hemsworth as... Yeah, being, for... Like, it, him in Men in Black with um, Valkyrie. Like, yeah. That, 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 that film literally is just a ride on for Ragnarok's success, and it didn't. <laughs> though it was fun to watch them, it just didn't ride on that... They just went. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with a lot of studios. They try and ride on success of other franchises. Like obviously, they say uh, Men in Black with uh, that idea. Uh, this with Deadpool, essentially. And Suicide yeah. Squad at the same time. Which makes sense to Suicide Squad for the fact that she was in that. But obviously, they tried to ride on the Deadpool situation. Which yeah. I find it funny. And of all the sort of. Uh, Alex, I know you got to think of. Hold on. It, it's funny because if you think about it, a lot of like DC things, as you stated many times when uh, we've been recording, Hayden, is the fact that they tried to ride on Disney's success of stuff. They tried to go yeah. for the more comical, the more like light-hearted approach, like trying to ride on Disney's success. It's very humorous that they tried to ride on 20th Century Fox's success. <laughs> a studio not known for its great superhero movies at times. So it's but funny that, that they tried... Yeah, yeah, obviously that was... That is obviously their epitome. That Logan and the Days of Future Past, those are the epitome of that uh, saga. But I mean, it's funny that he's very... Diff- it's like trying to say, oh, they're trying to run the success of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, like, I like the first one. <laughs> no, we yeah. don't talk about the second one, but I like the first one. <laughs> to clarify, should have met Amazing Spider-Man here, not uh, yeah. Deadpool, that, I love both, both are good both of them good but Amazing Spider-Man I only like the first one yeah we don't talk about the second one yeah Alex shut your finger up yeah I shaved my balls for this <laughs> what I'm surprised you just didn't shout it out loud rather than that was it's like the most like awkward silence of waiting like come on what's he gonna say and then he says that yeah. What's, so annoying, what's so annoying is that my earphones at the exact same time went out a bit so I couldn't hear what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he did the quote. He did the quote that he put in the, the chat yeah. yesterday and then you uh, fucking copied it and then put it in the other chat and it was like, Alex, you're okay. <laughs> what, what are you on about this for? <laughs> 
was expecting some like intellectual comment, and he's like, "I shave my balls." And he's like, <laughs> "Okay, I know I asked you to say it at some point, but uh, still, uh, yeah." Can you show us, please? Can you... We just want to clarify you have shaved them and start bullshitting the audience. Yeah. Get those okay. big boys out. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's nicely unshaved. It's a bit red. Do you shave? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Did you shave a bit too close to the uh, skin? I, I did. Yeah. That. I guess Doctor that. Just yeah, a tiny bit too close, you know. The other bit's white as well, so uh, that's a bit. Uh... It might be leaking. Yeah, I think I think, you, I think your ball sack's leaking sperm, <laughs> which is which is ironic because this movie starts with a sperm joke. Yep. And it's like okay, a bit too far. I'll I'll, I'll go forward a bit. Pretty tiny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh. I I think that the uh, the projection this film is spot on as usual. It is with DC. I I like the the fun house fight at the end. That, yeah. that that sort of setting is very unique. It's obviously you don't really see something you like that. You wouldn't think of it. Yeah, and it is really like it, there's a lot within that. It's quite good. The, the little slide at the start when they're sliding down, and that guy like slides down after him, and Huntress has to obviously yeah. like, hold herself and jump on top of him and stab the shit out of him. Obviously, that's quite yeah, a yeah. unique kill. And then obviously they go into the actual thing where there's like a lot of spinning around. There's a fucking hand that slaps someone, which is quite funny. Reminds me of sort yeah. of jackass. The jackass when the fucking big hand, the foam yeah. hand, when they keep smacking people in the butt through. Reminded me of that situation. And then you got all the other sort of things in there. Yeah, I was that one thing that uh, Huntress jumps on as well. That weird, like, I don't know what the fuck it was. You know what I'm on about. It's all kind of thingish. Yeah, it's like multiple of them, isn't it? She keeps jumping on all yeah. of them. That was, I don't know what to call it. But I like with that as well the fact that Harley, as this pointed out, when the hell did she have time to change her shoes? Yeah, she's like puts a roller, roller baits on. She's just fucking fighting with shit. I like the the uniqueness as well with the weapon choices. Obviously, they bring back the yeah. iconic bat from Suicide Squad, but they also bring the sort of iconic mallet she has in like, the comics. Yeah, I was gonna say the mallet. She holds that mallet in Suicide Squad. Yeah, at one point uh, she opens the chest and she pulls it out, but then she goes for the bat instead, which she does in this film as well earlier on in the police station. It's a metal bat. Yeah, when yeah. obviously there's like a chainsaw, there's all these other weapons. Callback. Yeah, the callback of oh, baseball bat. This will do. And that's an, like that's another. You, but yeah, you know you have you show. I mean, you got the man it before. But I mean, <laughs> I like the police station fight as well because that's another unique thing. Oh yeah. So obviously, the, obviously, there's probably plenty of times you've seen like a, a fight in a police station. But I mean, the idea of her hiding behind cocaine and just breathing it in to then beat the living crap out of everyone because she's high as a kite is very yeah. unique. It's also nice how to show the pupil dilation as well. Yeah, it's like, mmm. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. But, but I, like the th- I like the thing as well with that fight, the um, the, the beard. When she gets the lighter. You, you, you're just like okay what's she gonna do here she's got no you expect to like some sort of spray can like a flame throw you're like yeah. okay what's the, she hasn't got anything but the lighter she lights the guy's beard on fire it's like I'm just like well I'm not gonna any fire with my beard cause I, I, I was waiting for the light to fuck up because it wasn't working at first I was, I was waiting for the oh shit situation you know the classic sort of thing where you try to blow something up in yeah. a movie and just, the lighter won't work you're like oh crap and someone has to come in with like a massive torch or something it's like I got it I was waiting for that sort of situation, but no, she just lights it and just lights this guy on fire through his beer, which is quite funny to watch. Yeah. I like that as well, though, because the whole point is obviously, with most films, whenever someone uses a lighter, it's always on first try, because that's not really how they work, because you tend to have that moment where you're <laughs> checking it and it gets on. I like how she does, that happens to her. But I think yeah. the reason why the beard set on fire, I think the guy used a lot of like hair. Yeah, probably. But yeah. Probably, <laughs> imagine if it's like a little flashback when she better light it. It's like shows him like a mirror. Ah, good. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look gorgeous while killing people today. And then it comes back to you and goes, yeah, this is why. Ah, I regret the hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that during the movie you see like all these different people who are after Harley and then you see like why they're after her. Yeah, that, that that's stuff. clearly inspired by CSO Squad's roll call at the start. Yeah. The, the, literally the fucking bit with Black Mask when he turns around and the mask on and everything and all the writing on the... That is clearly inspired by the CSO Squad intros. Which yeah. fair enough because that was amazing in that film. And it, it, that's it, such a Hardy Quinn kind of thing. Yeah, and it's very cool in this as well. With just, I just love the bit with Black Mask literally. When he's, you you see like the entire film is normal, and then that one scene just turns around. And he's got the mask, and you're like, "That's quite cool." Uh, that is. It's also quite like good about her narrating the entire film, like Deadpool, but you won't 
put more into that. But I like the idea that um, while that's happening, she puts her own like, different spin on what's basically we, we, we're seeing. And we learn like little, like how her mind works, really, which is fucking crazy. That's the whole point. So, I have a question for you. It's not a question yeah. of their situation, it's a question. Do you think if this film came out before Deadpool, it would have been a bit more successful because it didn't the, uh, the narrating shit? Yeah, I think because like, Deadpool came off quite unique. But because this is quite like Deadpool, if it came first, this one would seem as a more unique one. And I think Deadpool would still look... I, still feel, I, I reckon that would have done even better than it did. They would have seen this situation of, okay, this like, sort of 4-4 four, four breaking shit, that, that's, that's quite unique. And Deadpool's an actual character that does it throughout the comics and the cartoons yeah. and things so I reckon yeah, that would have been more successful yeah like a more action packed first brother's day off basically yeah <laughs> which is why I've seen the end of Deadpool the end credit scene they mimic it don't they exactly they do the whole it's in the it's like uh, Justin yeah. Gaines like oh you still here oh mm. <laughs> to think like three films like conjure into stains oh. for the end credits Deadpool fucking Spider-Man Homecoming and this yeah. Uh, but that's what I like, though. Yeah, I like when they cut because they they um play on what everyone expects to happen, don't they? So yeah, what I will say as well with this, even though obviously the characters of state are underdeveloped at times, some of them, I do like they all get their moment to shine within the fight sequences. So obviously, though, obviously you got them all shining at different points in this crazy finale yeah. situation. Uh, early on, you got the alleyway fight where Black Canary beats up those basically, essentially rapists. Mm. Uh, she gets a, sh- a, a spotlight there, which is obviously why she gets the bodyguard gig. So she gets a spotlight there. Uh, Renee's, yeah, through throughout just killing people constantly. Yeah, um, like ruined her life basically. Renee's it's not like a is bow. it's not a bow to cross. <laughs> fucking child <laughs> Renee's is more within the end sequence itself but even she's not the spotlight of that end fight scene that's mm-hmm. obviously why I'm annoyed obviously they've got this character that just, it's just there I feel like they yeah. literally need you that development on her to get you to care about her because you literally can't really give a shit about her other than the fact that she's getting basically just shunned at work like everyone's saying they've done stuff uh, it's not theirs it's actually hers that's the only part you can sort of go okay they've been a bit of a dick about that it's, mm. she's done the work she deserves the credit that's the only time you can really care for it other than that you can't really care for much for the fact that she, you know she killed Harley Sandwich yeah you pretty much she's like a, she's like a, she's a generic a yeah she's, like a, she's kind of like a, at times a generic cop yeah yeah well she did she is she did she, joke about that yeah like how she watched like all the 80s Eight, yeah. cop shows and that's basically where she gets her, all her dialogue from. Yeah. Uh, another fight scene I want to sort of bring up is the the bit before the actual uh, the evidence lock a bit. The one that's uh, obviously <laughs> her going through the police station up until the jail cell yeah. shit. Yeah. That is so like, bright and colourful with the fucking the constant like colour change for the fact that, that it, it looks like beanbags at first, but then obviously it's all like fucking paint and. Uh, Gas canisters in this fucking shotgun, whatever I the fuck it's it like is. A mixture. Yeah, it's like... the sparkle gun, sparkle mm. grenades, uh, the smoke, smoke bombs, which are like coloured. Yeah, like purple, bags. pink, mm. yada yada. But yeah, uh, think... it's quite unique of a fight sequence. I think I know why they did that, because I think because obviously Holly's supposed to be like the protagonist of the film, mm. so they wanted to make it at least not look as bad. Mm. By not making it actually kill the police, but be more of just, just <laughs> yeah. Even though at the end, when the uh, fucking Renee's uh, quitting her job, you see a guy with an eye patch because clearly she injured a guy in the eye too much. Yeah, she injured them, but she didn't kill them. That's, that's what they tried to like, make it make it look not as bad, basically. I never spied it the first time I watched it, but I watched it yesterday. I literally sort of, and she, she's putting the glass on, she's walking through. There's literally a guy standing in the background. He's got an eye patch on, so clearly she fucking shot him in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't notice that before. That's quite funny. Does she injure someone there? But yeah, I get, I get the point oh, well. you're getting across. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the, they're showing off that she's not a bad. She is bad, but she's not she's the anti-hero. Basically. Yeah, it's, yeah. She, she's anti-hero, but she's no Deadpool that just goes shoots and cuts people in two. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I just love the color, the coloring of the scene. It looks so fucking. It highlights. It's there to. 
like put full highlights around her because everything around her is colourful, which is what I like with the Suicide Squad trailer, the bit when the flowers and all that are flying behind her. It hi- it's that sort of thing highlights the- this character. Can we also talk about Harley's uh, hyena? Oh, obviously. Fucking Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce the hyena. Okay. And uh, his best friend, the uh, beaver. Yep. <laughs> That's oh, a beaver. Okay. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually think. I do like how she talks to the beaver. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, woohoo! I'm just yeah, like, right? But I mean, the, the fucking CGI on Bruce is fucking spot on. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it literally yeah. looks like a real hyena. He's yeah, great. best boy. I like it. What you're missing is the second hyena, though. And you got the set. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. And then she just needs to die there. Oh, my God. If she doesn't get another one, call it Dick. Seriously. <laughs> oh, oh, Grayson. <laughs> Oh, because I calling it Bruce and Dick, because obviously Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. But I can't wait for the, the show where Harley Quinn sleeps with Dick Grayson. Well, she I... can't, because he's dead. Yeah, he's dead in this universe at the moment. <laughs> until, the oh, really? re- until the retcon stuff, he's dead in this universe. Oh. Because in uh, BVS, there's the statue of Robin's outfit with uh, jokes on you. Yeah, and the... And in Suicide Squad, that uh, Joker straight up. Oh, not Suicide Squad. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Justice League, Joker straight up references at the end of that is like, ah, oh, uh, orphan boy, oh, ha ha ha, killed him. Question is though, what about the other ones? Yeah, if he murdered. No, we're not going to go into that because it's not part of this movie. We talk. We talk way too much about other shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll bring us back to another uh, scene, which is quite cool, which is the. I see Marco Bay be proud of, which is the slow mo jail cell fight. Ah, uh, there's a lot of yeah. slow mo in there. It just misses a few explosions on the head hit the floor. Mega fuck. But I do, I, 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 I do like the choreography in that. Uh, it look, it, it looks good. Yeah. Wasn't that when we we did say they randomly recast the the one character as uh, Megan Fox from the way? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Said, uh... Just don't need the little girl to be Megan Fox running away. Just a random, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I think that overall the action is is unique compared to a lot of superhero movies. Yeah. And it, it, and it, I like how the end fight. Sorry, uh, I know we're talking about that fight, but sorry, like, talk about anything you want. Uh, I like how it doesn't focus on one person and like jumps between depending them, on yeah, and it will the camera will swing rare and to the person who's like just walked in like the scene fighting and it'll focus on them now so it's fluent and it just shows that it's a non-stop fight and everyone is still fighting and it's not just a focus on camera everyone's just like oh okay no they're all fighting even like in the background and everything even like just protecting the girl mm. Yes, well done. So, if we are talking about anything, so that scene in Dora. No, we're not talking about Dora. <laughs> Fuck's sake, we're not bringing every podcast up for this. <laughs> you didn't talk about anything. Not that one, the one that's the exact same length as a fucking movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hashtag okay. never letting Hayden host the show again. What about nope. the Ben 10 films? I ain't, tr- I ain't trusting. If you can be good, I will trust you. Okay, that, that's a bit, a bit of an ask. Exactly. That's why I can't trust you. It's a bit of an ass. <laughs> but I, I like I like the car chase as well in this. The, oh, yeah. the fact they utilise the rollerblades. Because they've got the you see, I mean it's like are they gonna utilise this? And I like the fact they utilise the canary cry as the reason she zooms away, but then gets knocked off instantly and has to you know tee up the huntress, which obviously brings huntress yeah. back into the folders. You know, the one on the motorbike. See, I don't understand why they didn't just get the Huntress to just chase them down anyway. Because they uh, weren't look so cool. Because the name of the movie isn't Huntress and the Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn involved, is it? It's Birds of Prey and you know, that massive fuck-off title which basically says the movie's whole, all about Harley Quinn. <laughs> Nail the background. Oh, she's not just the centre of attention on the, the cover. Well, she's, she's, she's in the middle. Oh, yeah, she's kind of... The like, centre of attention. Yeah, the other characters are like... I love the ones that they slightly develop, they put next to her, and the ones that done fuck all with the put at the end. <laughs> it's like it's something organised it correctly on the cover. They're just like, yeah, you focus on this one, then them two, and then fuck the other two. Uh, so like, yeah. You got any editing thoughts, Hayden, at all? 
oh, the actually is stuff to talk about. Obviously, the main like thing is that there's a, the words and the titles they've done. Obviously, when they explain each character, their grievances and stuff like that. Then there's obviously the fact that it's not a linear story. It's like it switches like times and a lot of times. Like obviously, when there's a bit where obviously it, which is taken over the police, it's like explain how she got here, and explains obviously her being caught by. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so it's a very, like, quite a unique way they've sequenced it. So the whole point is getting you hooked on the action. Like, oh, how the hell did we get here? I'll show you how we got here. Back to the action. And it's quite fun. And obviously as well, there's the little animation. With the star, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought the animation was quite well done. Yeah. It was uh, very pleasant. Yeah, it's been quite, quite cartoony. Yeah, it's it's like even more cartoony than the uh, cartoon. Wait, it's very Harlequin. Yeah, basically, yeah, very childish of a cartoon. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like she's she's showing to be quite like childish in a way she acts sometimes, and yeah. like she's, she's like she's sitting down watching cartoons while eating cereal. Well, she literally was, yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. So like she does act as a child, so you, you'd understand some of the things that she like does. It's quite childish, like colourful like ways of attacking and glitter instead of just like getting a shotgun and shooting everyone she can see. Yeah. She's more creative, more like a child. Then in terms of going to sound like a child, but like a child. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah things probably a lot more unique. Well it's more like Deadpool but still. It's colourful and it's a colourful Deadpool. Yeah. If Deadpool had glitter. And had boots. That 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 sums everything up perfectly. To be fair, I didn't look fucking ugly. <laughs> uh, so you give us some. If you thought, as people thought of their favourite moments, uh, the the cocaine scene. Cocaine scene for you? Yes. Because... I liked the way it zoomed in, but like it was quite blurry. Yeah, it. it was like, oh, it's quite cool. My my, my favourite moment is actually quite close to yours. Mine's the, the bit at the start of the PlayStation when she's walking through the smoke. I mean, it's all like the kind oh, of smoke as she walks through. The bit that's obviously in the trailer. Mm. That I like I like that shot. I know they've done it. It's like, that's the, the, a fucking God knows how many films that have done that same sort of shot. Uh, Kong's done it. Fucking, they did it in Godzilla v Kong. They're pretty much doing every fucking thing that's one of them is based. But I think, I, yeah, but I like the, the colouring they used for it and it sort of matched her. And obviously, yeah, and it, and obviously it started off this massive fucking fight scene, which is mm. really cool, and eventually yeah. led to your cocaine scene. So you know, that's true. We're connected. And actually, like I like the bit where the, um, the kids shout out a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I like the uh, the police scene uh, where where she's like where you see all the glitter, smoke, and all that. But I'm also thinking about like Original. when Harley's just like. What would you rather do? Drink this or this option? Oh, the, the knife. knife. Drink, drink the base of the laxatives or basically have your guts yeah. cut open. Basically, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I do, I, do, I do like the uh, the the entrance into the police station yeah. with the smoke and all glitter. So I'm going to go with that one. Mm-hmm. Basically like me. Yeah, basically. Have Tom's least favourite one? is <laughs> where Kirby goes, poof. <laughs> You can't kill everyone, kill me. It's not I fair. Okay, uh, so you, you want to so we give a a rating? I feel like we've I, talk, I feel like, I feel like we've given enough information to get across yeah. our thoughts. So I'll kick us off. Um, obviously, as I've stated, some characters were developed, which is a shame. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot could have been done with some of the characters, like Canary. There's a lot that could do with that. Um. I do still feel like they fucked up the Birds of Prey uh, formations yeah. to an extent. Though it's interesting spin on, obviously, how they formed. It's, there's not enough development to you know, force this formation for me. Um, which is obviously something that could have been developed within the sequel. Like they do with uh, uh, Age of Ultron when they uh, actually developed Hawkeye as a character more. This is obviously yeah. something that could have been done in that. But the fact that, as I said, the movie didn't break even... Obviously, it didn't do well at the box office. It, obviously, they haven't announced any plans regarding this, and obviously, Harley's going to the Squad now. It's like very unlikely that anything more is going to come from this, essentially. 
though like i say i'm interested in if they do the, the series based on canary on hbo that'd be interesting but i mean the uh, again the title situation of putting birds prey at the front and center but yet the whole movie they're not the front and center it's harley the, the actual bit the fucking the longest part of the fucking title i still feel like it should just been a harley quinn movie and okay if they're going to bring the it, the it could have just been next year the birds of prey joining but it should have just been called maybe harley quinn and then it may have brought in some more people essentially um but other than those sort of things obviously there's missed opportunity and the fuck ups and whatnot i still think it's really enjoyable it is fun um and obviously, it's a good way of getting across the sort of female heroes or vigilantes or villains, whatever you want to call Harley and whatnot. It's basically these, it's a good way to get obviously the, the female perspective and narrative across a bit more, which obviously we're getting more in there with obviously uh, Black Widow, and obviously yeah. we got with uh, Captain Marvel that sort of situation. So it's they did a, it a lot better than uh, what uh, Marvel did with the we are the female Avengers in Endgame. Well, that, you can't really call that a massive. It's just literally it just there. Obviously, there's a scene. It wasn't. There's nothing yeah. to develop there. It's obviously just a night for just for people to look at it and go, okay, maybe we could see something from that in the future. Mm. Essentially, that's all that was. Whereas this is literally there to, to develop the birds of prey as a, a team of heroes, which or heroines, I believe, is female uh, heroes. Which obviously this doesn't do for me. But other than these nitpicks, I say it's still a fun movie, and. Yeah. I'm going to give it a James rating to start off with here. So I'm oh, going to say uh, an 8.5 is where I would actually pull it. <laughs> but I'm going to, because the nitpicks and whatnot, I'm going to rent down to an 8. If it wasn't oh. for those if, if it wasn't for those nitpicks, oh, I could, if, if the development was on Birds of Prey a bit more better, I could l- let the fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi death slide because I let the fucking Ares situation one them and slide. And obviously mm. still get that the high round. If it wasn't, if the case were developed, I feel like I could go for a nine. But for the underdevelopment, it goes down to an eight. Okay. Ooh, I actually wrote that down before I forgot it yesterday. I was like, okay, Tom, write this down really quick. How what I see is that I see like, I think it depends more on how you like your perspective of the film as you're watching it. But I always saw it as like this is going to be Harley's film, and then the background, anyways. That's how I first went into watching it. So. For me, it wasn't that much of a disappointment, like com- for them, for the Birds of Prey wise. I just, I saw them as going to be like extra characters that they've used to like help move from the plot along or for re- show different perspectives of the plot. So, for me, it wasn't that much of a like hindrance, and the fact that Harley was more the focus of the film definitely played to my like of being harley you know she's one of my favorite dc characters so obviously i'm going to like this film more than other people would because you you know me i'm quite biased yeah yep essentially if they did the same situation with captain marvel as this secondary character of the movie but yet she's like the full focus she hated i i get what you're saying Marvel, but yeah I I probably enjoyed it more than you did slightly because I think the other ones were a problem for me. The only thing that I like did kind of I think lowers my point a little bit is purely just because I would prefer more highly like screen time. Like if anything, I saw more like the, the other ones being there is they've got too much screen time on more Harley, so I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I've I've already put it on my average calculator just in case of Alex's rating. I was like, okay, she's definitely going to give it a nine. Mm. Fair, when I first watched it, that's what I gave it. I didn't give a shit about obviously the whatnots, but obviously rewatching it a few times, obviously noticing mm. the underdevelopment of the Birds of Prey, what's lowered it over the time. Yeah, yeah. but visually. Beautiful. Yeah, visually it's fucking outstanding. Cinematography is fucking beautiful, yeah. as it and usually the, is with DC movies. The humor is amazing. Yeah, well. the characterization of Harley is even better than in Suicide Squad. Like, I think she, I think the Suicide Squad, she was like pretty good Harley. This one, this is when she becomes Harley. I think in this film, it's when she solidifies herself as being that character. So the reason why it got the higher rating than. Go on, you yawning boy. Yeah, come on. 
I might have had him to stop talking. <laughs> Could be here all day. Um, yeah, she can be. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. It, it's not up there, but it's still a decent movie. I, I enjoy Harley Quinn, especially after watching the Harley Quinn t- animated TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's, that's fucking that's br- really that's, that's brilliant, my, that is. That's really built up my like towards Harley. Like before, I just thought, oh, she's just a Joker's like, like you know, partner. I thought but... I was going to say bitch or something then. <laughs> I was, but I stopped myself. <laughs> um, so it's it's nice to see like how she's broke away from the Joker, mm. and it's more of Harley being Harley. Like in Suicide Squad, it was uh, she was just after Mister J, uh, but yeah, it's now it's like that's over. This is who she is now. This mm. is what we're going to be seeing a lot more. Um, so I'm going to do a James rating as well. I'm going to give it a 3.5, round it up to a 7. I can see you found maths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, is he going that low with it? He's so saying, hey, oh, I love these bits, I love these bits. I'm going to give it a 4. <laughs> I, I, don't know no. why I, I don't know why I average calculated that. I still put it through, I don't know why, because it's obvious what the scoring is. The scoring is literally a chair cave. Well, sorry. It goes Birds of Prey and, you know, Harley Quinn. I can't be asked to fucking say the entire thing uh, because it's a very long time. Um, HS gave overall rating of 8 because I'm, yeah, the middleman. 8. Da da da. I'll shave my fucking balls for this. It's not funny, that You just do it once. It's not funny. You do it twice. Um, So, the. Don't you dare fucking leave because you're going to fuck up the entire layout again. Um. So the Tiatikave MVP award this week goes to Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, Obviously. because, you know, Hayden would murder us both if uh, we didn't select this, but overall she is obviously the standout of this movie. Yeah, it, we just knew. We just knew, didn't we? I literally says it's stupid of me to ask. And you're like, yep. But yeah, obviously she's the standout of this movie. Literally, yeah. it should have been called Harley Quinn because it's all Harley and Margot Robbie shines, giving us even more of the lunatic claim that we love and know from Suicide Squad. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, the runner-up. Hayden, who's the runner-up? Okay, one can all be. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, Roman Cernis, the Black Mask, played by Ian McGregor, or as Hayden says. Okay, one can all be. <laughs> is that a runner-up because he's obviously the only other, uh, sort of actually developed enough character in the movie. And as Hayden says... No one can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sums it up. Um, so, okay, this is my question today. This is, I mean, you should actually let me finish before you actually try and answer. So, do you think I, the Birds and Prey deserve their own solo movie build-up? Like, for example, Justice League? Because, obviously, at the end of the day, they are a major stable within this DC universe. Um, mm. Obviously, this is some ideas of what could have been before this movie happened. So, obviously, Batgirl movie. Uh, obviously, she's a founding member of the Birds of Prey in the comics, so it feels strange I'm skipping her. And the fact that, obviously, it would have meant we got the Batgirl movie a lot sooner than we actually are getting it. Cause we are, obviously, we are getting it still, but obviously it would have been already done and gone, so we would have actually been able to see it already. Um, mm. Because it was in the Canary movie, or TV series, like this on about doing, uh, which obviously would have been a good sort of way of introducing, obviously, Green Arrow, or minimum, the idea that Oliver Queen actually exists within this DC universe, since, obviously, they're actually connected. Uh, but obviously, it's also an, it would have been an interesting way then to develop Renee more because she could have been in that film or series uh, since she has uh, history of Canary's mom. So it would have been obviously a good way of getting that information developed a bit more, and again, eventually lead her to getting into the Black Mask Club. So it could have been a way of building up to that. And uh, obviously, Harley could have had a solo, solo movie, as we've been saying. This really should have been just a Harley solo movie, uh, or. They could have done the other option, which is the Gotham City Sirens, and have this then that maybe still have her join the Birds of Prey within the overall movie, but build up to the reason for her being involved with these characters. And mm. obviously, then the actual jump to the Birds of Prey film, which would have could they could still could have done the Huntress story within that, like they did with this. They still could have had that as like a subplot within that movie, because as I said, that was fine with this. And obviously. 
with this movie then they would have had all the characters developed enough do you think about like for example um avengers probably the best example uh yeah all the characters were already developed enough to head into that film the only ones that weren't was hawkeye who got developed in the later movie and um, black widow had a little bit of development in iron man 2 but she got development later on so the most characters would have been developed in, in even in justice league for example obviously batman superman wonder woman uh, already had their development heading into either versions of justice league and then if you look at snyder's version obviously Cyborg got his development within the movie. Flash got some development in the movie. Obviously, Aquaman got a little bit, but he got a movie a year later, so it didn't matter. So, with all that in mind, answer away. Well, I'm going to say, I would definitely love to see The City of Sirens, because think about it, the plot of the Harley and Joker breaking up would be a good way to introduce, basically, Poison Ivy and Harley... Because obviously we know that he's actually canon anyways. So we could see, cool to see that in the film. Also it'd be quite cool to see who they get to play them. But I do like the idea of like the show being or like the whole like Black Canary show introducing Oliver in some capacity. But that would be fun. Trying to think like who would play Oliver there. I still say Charlie Hunnam. He looked it. The, I, I really love the fan cast of him. Honestly, I want just for the laurels. I want for the laurels. I want it to be Stephen Armel's cousin. <laughs> you still want Robbie Armel? I want him. <laughs> Blonded up. <laughs> yeah. Like he should have been his friend in the, the Scooby Doo movies. Yes, definitely. But that would have been fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree. And now you can take out his face off and he totally disagrees. <laughs> I agree. Um, like... <laughs> Why are you... Actually, not... actually that's, that's quite... Da- that one's dangerous. I'll use my letter opener instead. Yeah, that's much better. Are we getting banned? Are we getting banned now? <laughs> okay. um, actually, quite yeah, nice, I that agree, is. To be honest. Um, I think if they did it, like they could have done their own standalone movies, like with uh, with I can't remember the name because she was so insignificant in the film, the policewoman. Renee, your, your character. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, that is because every time I watch a movie, we give each other a character. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So Hayden's injustice uh, of blaming me as the character. I think you said uh, whoever's the least favorite character would put as Alex. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's uh, a bad one, that's me as well. <laughs> of my friend group, guys. <laughs> I think there's an old man who says James. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think if they did the like their own standalone movies, like if Renee had her own like build up and like her own movie, like, I don't, I don't think she'd been... work as her own movie. I feel like she'd work as a subplot within another movie. Yeah. Well, she that's might... but that still would help towards it. Like that's if they me. did yeah. that Huntress one. If the Huntress had her own movie, like you could see her working towards killing everyone, her training up to be the Huntress, and then you could have Renee trying to figure out like who the the crossbow killer, aka the Huntress, was, and then that builds up two characters, and then you can see them like their chemistry as rivals or not rivals, enemies. So it's that. And then there's also the um, Black Canary, where we could have a like, like you said, with a TV show, uh, where they build her up, because you don't get to see much of a backstory of her, neither would the other two, apart from Huntress. So it'd be good to see the Black Canary's backstory with her mother, maybe even with her mother being the lead role, and then with Black Canary growing up, like. Trying to learn how Lynn and it, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then like all that, then into the one. But I also would have liked to see the Gotham Sirens as well because that would have been nice. Because who doesn't like a bad guy show? Well, no, not bad guys, it you can't really call Poison Ivy a bad guy, really. She's just trying to save the planet. Have you seen uh, Batman and Robin? <laughs> that's, no, no, no that, that's a bad film. <laughs> oh, my, my mistake. Yeah, she's just trying to save the planet. 
No, where's, where's Captain Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> just, just need some tubes there. Uh, that's my answer to your question. So, so, <laughs> so basically you both agree with the whole build up to a, an actual team up move rather than just rush them in and yeah. expect them all to be developed within two hours I sorry mean, an hour 40 if they did this they could have just got rid of Harley Quinn like yeah. I know Harley Quinn could have had her own movie it would have been separated weird. it but if Birds of Prey had their own movie that could have been just all done to build up for them it could have been a free side story building up to one climax of them joining as a team to defeat the one bad guy. Which and was Scissoring, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like covers everything we need to cover. Uh, so oh. yeah, uh, that's it for Chatco Podcast this week. Alex, you get a rest. We don't see yeah. you there for a, a good while. Because uh, <laughs> me and, <laughs> and Halen are moving on to the last of the currently released DC movies, which is Sadly, let down. That is Wonder Woman 1984. Was it six? I don't know. I just got let down by that movie. The one with the rape scene. Yeah. Such a such a let down that movie is. I can't wait to just be let down while talking about it. And Hayley hasn't even seen it, so I can't wait to see her reaction to it. Yeah, because I loved the first Wonder Woman. And then hearing all the bad stuff about this one like, makes me not want to watch it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for oh. joining us, Alex. No problem. Thank you, Tom. And we'll never, <laughs> and we'll never see him again. I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes, as usual, 50th time. I've been your abuser. <laughs> Hayden, yep. <laughs> and this has been Chatter Cave Podcast. And, you know, I feel let down by the movie's ending, uh, like the after the credit bit, because it didn't get to finish off its statement. So for people out there to actually finish off what she was saying, Batman's identity is 